And just like that, we are here with Michelle and Kyle, Cutting Through the Noise podcast by Pintler Group. And we're talking community building today, our last traction channel of our 19. It's crazy to think that 19 weeks just flew by like that. Yeah. Um, so we're here talking about community building. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the chapter itself talks a lot about building communities to help get traction for your business, uh, which can a lot of times feel like work, um, <laughs> which surprise, surprise, it takes work to grow a business, um, which is a conversation that we actually have with a lot of people like, hey, yeah. if it's easy, everybody would do it. And a lot of people do. Like right. A lot of people crowd newsfeed ads. A lot of people do these things. But then there are components within those strategies that we talk about, like, um, lead ads that not as many people are doing that give your business a, com- a competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. Community building to me is one of those traction channels that can really make an impact on your business. Um, it's unique. Uh, you can carve yourself out as a thought leader. And some examples of community building um, are things like now, you know, that question site Quora or QUA. However you say that, yeah, I've heard it pronounced different ways. <laughs> Cora. Yeah, but yeah. when you basically ask a question and a community response, um, for those who might remember Yahoo Answers was uh, <laughs> a similar format. And, you know, people jump on and they respond and maybe they respond, hey, the best answer to this is actually a business that I help solve. And that can be a little spammy, but also they might just be in the real estate world. And they're like, hey, you have questions about first-time home buying, I'm a realtor, and here's the answers. And they might be in different parts of the country, but the realtor is just sharpening their saw, getting good at answering these questions, providing value, because who knows? You know, when someone Google searches their name, they might come up with some really smart responses on uh, on a question-and-answer forum. Yeah. Can you, uh, Michelle, talk in your work about communities that you're involved in or that you follow? Yeah. As our digital marketing sort of paid specialist on the team? Yeah. Um, so in my type of work, you know, I work obviously in paid search and social, and and Google is, is definitely the big one when it comes to paid social or paid search and making sure that, um, you know, you're being smart with how you're targeting and all and setting up the ads and everything like that. So mm-hmm. Google's done a really great job um, building communities for all of its platforms. So you have the analytics, you have the ads, you have Tag Manager, um, which if you're not familiar with Tag Manager, it's a way to uh, for you to... Um, track any kind of action on websites. Um, so people like click on a link or they download a form. You, you have a way that you can set up a tag that follows them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those are uh, the communities that I definitely, I haven't personally contributed to because I'm still ever learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I use those almost daily. You know, when I have a question, when I'm going through something, it's a community that I know I could reach out to. Um, and I don't necessarily have to deal with support if I don't want to. Like, I know that there's people that are they're qualified, and I respect um, yeah. the answers and stuff that they put on there. They've had similar problems, and they've sort of troubleshoot or shot the problems that you're having. <laughs> um, yeah, and like you said, like, the, those are often the communities, um, or the communities often show up in the search results when you're looking for something. And so, yeah. you, know, you know people are going through the same thing. It seems like some people create or dedicate blogs to all these topics, like you can go to a paid search blog, you can go to Google Tag Manager. Uh, it's not owned by Google, but it's somebody who's created a community where people can come and share their data studio reports or mm-hmm. share some tags that they've been building that they're proud of that, you know, it took them 20 hours so the next person it takes two. Um, yeah. And, and they're doing that. I mean, why do you think they're doing that? 
I, I think it just, it really helps. Like I said, it, it fosters relationships. I think of people that are using your product or your service. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it instills that, you know, that trust and to know that people are also going through this. And sometimes it just seems a little bit easier when you know you can just reach out to someone who's maybe on the same level as you. Like, yeah. It's not like you're talking to someone at the company and, you know, maybe they're trying to sell you something. Right. You get looped into it. It's like more or less like a, a casual conversation or just, hey, I had this simple question. Can you help me with it? And we've seen those posts where it does feel spammy. Mm-hmm. Like LinkedIn gets really loud. We talked about that. Communities that you, know, you, you join group and you're like, oh, I'm in higher ed and I want to learn about marketing. And then all of a sudden you're getting bombarded with messages about book a time with me. And that's just loud. Right. So there's, I think there's right and wrong ways to be a part and to contribute to these communities mm-hmm. um, and it's easy to take again the easy way out which is I'm going to go for the fast transaction like I just want to book a demo right. I just want to get a sale out of this group uh, immediately versus hey maybe I can provide real value prove my worth and then hey maybe the next conference we talked about speaking engagements like this is one of the ways that you can get hooked up with speaking engagements yeah. when you identify yourself as a contributor and a valued one um, what are benefits of these communities as a user? Uh, so again, it just um, just the idea of creating this space that people who use your product or service can go and, and openly talk about it. Um, you know, it's they have the ability to contribute to things. Um, they can again talk peer to peer, and it doesn't feel like they're being, I guess, like managed or sold to. Mm-hmm. So having that sense of a community, I think, is the biggest perk of it. Um, and again, just not having to deal with uh, support if you don't need to. Yeah, this seems like support these days is good support. I think it's a differentiating factor for companies today. Right, avoid all the automated chatbots. Yes. <laughs> uh, what about as a contributor? Yeah. Um, so contributors are, you know, the ones that are actually making the posts and, and answering the questions. Um, they have some sort of level of expertise, and so yeah, I think as a contributor, contributor, it's uh, really nice to have that be a skill that you have because you know it kind of builds this reputation like people um if they view your post and you know you're someone that consistently answers questions correctly and you obviously know what you're doing like that just kind of overall promotes who you are so if you're working for a company and you know you have all these skills and you're constantly showing up as a contributor you're like oh man this person knows what they're doing like maybe i'll look into their company and like what else do they do are they also really skilled in this so i think it's just good it's just good press for yourself and kind of shows this like resume that you have of your skills Right, I, yeah. I agree 100%. There's a lot of a lot of benefits to contributing to these. Um, time is one that's tough to come by mm-hmm. as a contributor. You know, if you mentioned, yeah, you know, I don't post as much as I like to on these forums. It's because you're managing a lot of campaigns. But right. finding time, you know, is probably the biggest blocker for contributors. So figuring out, okay, maybe it's an hour a day that I'm going to like give back, or an hour a week even, um, well, or you- doing something like this. Yeah, know, talking about hey, what's working, what isn't. Mm-hmm. Well, and also another uh, cool thing about contributors too is you can, or at least some of these communities, if you've maybe in your work have come across like a script for Google Ads that you've created yourself, and you're like, oh, yeah. I wanted to, I don't know, do some sort of bidding strategy, and I've manually created the script. If I wanted to, I could share that with the community, and like that's right. just really cool to see again your work go out there, and it's not like Google owns it, or I mean, it's all through their platforms, but right. it just it creates that sense of uh, community as well. So. Totally. Yeah. Um, how do you? How can these communities encourage growth for startups? Yeah. So um, why it's good for startups, I think, to you know build these communities is you really do kind of get like an honest feedback on your product or service. Like you're creating this again, this like safe space, I guess if you want to call it, for people to 
or who are, you know, interested in, like, enjoy what you are giving to the world. Um, but it just gives them you the ability to actually, like, get the feedback and to help you kind of improve on things, and then you continue to grow. And then it's also just word of mouth, like, spreading. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have people that, like these evangelists that are someone who um, are constantly contributing to your community and, like, they know everything about your product or service – um, and people, you know, are, are enjoying their engagements with your company, I guess. Um, that's just another way for them to spread the word of who you are. So from there, it could take off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on? I, I think uh, I agree. I think, you know, there's a lot of ways you can use communities to like inform your product. But then are there ways as a startup you can be the hub? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's part of community building is like you're the middle of the wheel. Yeah. And then the spokes come to you and those spokes could be customers, they could be influencers, they could be connectors and but at the end of the day like you you are the judge and jury of your community so you set the standards, you mm-hmm. set who gets to post. You may want to keep competitors out of your community and right. remain the the key um you know the sort of the the influencer of that group so mm-hmm. well, i know with um like you know even facebook has like facebook groups now where yeah it's a little bit separate from your pages and i know you've mm-hmm. had a little bit of experience with that but yeah yeah it's kind of cool like you kind of own this space that people can you own the space talk about. right yeah. right right um let's talk lastly about some ways that startups can use the relationships made in these communities to help grow their businesses or to just grow professionally yeah um so I, again i already made the point too about the, the feedback it's great uh, it's a great channel for people to openly and honestly tell you about what's going on and for you to learn from that feedback that they provide. Um, but also just, uh, I think, fostering the relationships, again, directly with your customers. So if people are commenting on things or they're, uh, you know, they're contributing and they're, they're active in the community, I think it's important for the startup to be also engaged with the customer. So, you know, maybe that's I think we talked about earlier um, about with like LinkedIn, like the CEO goes in and like someone, uh, you know, a user on LinkedIn will share something about like, oh, this is my new job or something. And the CEO of LinkedIn will be like, hey, man, congrats. Like, right. You wouldn't really expect that. Yeah, And there he is. And it's uh, and it's building like there's a fan for life. Right. Exactly. They're going to keep coming back on LinkedIn forever. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's a really good example and some um, just a way for startups to get evangelists instead of just one you know we yeah you talk about net promoter score a lot and it's mm-hmm. you know hey would you recommend this to a friend and i think an experience like that you're going to be 10 out of 10 every time so, yeah i would agree um, with that well <laughs> i think we did a pretty good job covering community building today yeah. i think we've got a cool article from cassie that's going to outline like some of the top platforms to jump on mm-hmm. if you're looking to get started with this and then sean is going to put together a video about sort of on those platforms, what that looks like, yeah. what to do, what not to do, uh, with some school, cool screenshots and like a presentation. So <laughs> we've got we've got community building covered, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the last uh, Cutting Through the Noise traction edition. Mm-hmm. Um, not Cutting Through the Noise podcast, but... 19 channels. 19 channels. Can you believe it, Michelle? It's flown I, by. It's flown by. Uh, it's so much fun. <laughs> that's right. So tell your friends, jump on our YouTube page. We're going to throw this on there. If you're watching this there, we'll attach some links maybe to the YouTube video and uh, attach some of those articles and um, videos that we're working on as well. So everyone, enjoy your day. Thanks.